Welcome to Darren Daily On Demand, your most trusted resource to help you become better every day. We're in the midst of a special 11-part series that Darren created to help you design the best year of your life. If you missed any previous episodes, be sure to go back and catch up. To help you execute on all these ideas, be sure to pick up a copy of Darren's Living Your Best Year Ever, a proven system to achieving big goals journal and achievement management system. Just go to livingyourbestyearever.com. Now here's your success mentor, Darren Hardy. Step five, the grand design. Are you ready? Ready to write and write your future? Are you ready to be bold, dream big, and put your aspirations on the line, literally? Ready to proclaim your BHAGs, your big, hairy, audacious goals? This is it. It's time for the grand design. This is actually the easy part. You knew this part about goal setting before this course, how to make a list of what you want to accomplish in the year ahead. The difficult part has been the process we've gone through to get here. We've talked about why setting goals is important. We've reviewed previous setbacks and accomplishments, and we've turned on the miracle magnet of the attitude of gratitude. We figured out who you really are, what matters most to you in life, and have assessed how you've spent your time up to now. So are you starting to feel pretty good about yourself and feeling that you're on the verge of something big? I hope so, because you are. And soon, we'll outline the exact formula for designing your best year ever. But first, it's important to lay down some ground rules. Before you begin your goal setting, let me walk you through the guidelines. There are many trapdoors people fall through when setting their goals that render their goals ineffective, if not even counterproductive. Let me lift the lid on these trapdoors so you don't fall in them. Let me start you with this thought. Subtle and seemingly inconsequential adjustments transform wishes and aspirations into results. Number one, don't just think it, ink it. The weakest ink is stronger than the strongest mind. Unless you write down your goals, they are often lost in the shuffle and excitement of new problems, challenges, and decisions. Eliminate outside interruptions. Brian Tracy told it to me this way. Unsuccessful people carry their goals around in their heads like marbles rattling in a can. Goals that are not in writing are merely fantasies. Put another way, they're like bullets with no powder in the cartridge. People go through life shooting blanks without written goals. To succeed, making clear written goals is your starting point. Well said, Brian. Number two, suspend reality. Pretend it's only a game. Play in fantasy for a while. Let the giant that lay dormant inside you out to play. If you had every skill, resource, or ability in the world, what would you do? What would you set out to accomplish? Don't filter, qualify, or judge. Albert Einstein once said, the same thinking that has led you to where you are now is not going to lead you to where you want to go. So remember, don't prejudge your ability or worthiness to have or achieve whatever your mind conceives. Let your thoughts flow. Are you feeling uneasy already? Understand that you're not committing yourself to everything or anything you write down at first. You're brainstorming, letting your imagination take a stroll. There will be time enough to separate the outrageous and the absurd, but to start, just play with reckless abandon. If a genie popped out of a lamp and could grant you 10 wishes in every one of these categories, what would you write down? Go for it. Here's number three, go big. It has been proven countless times by average people with meager beginnings who have risen to become extraordinary, world-changing achievers. Anything you can clearly visualize and genuinely desire is within the realm of possibility for you. 
Or as the great Napoleon Hill put it, whatever the mind can conceive and believe, the mind can achieve. It's important to understand that your mind doesn't care about the size of your goals. If you set little goals, you'll achieve little goals. If you set big goals, you can achieve big goals. And for the most part, it takes just about as much time, energy, and life force to achieve big goals as it does little ones. So why not set some big ones? Here's what Laird Hamilton, American big wave surfer, had to say about going big when we sat down with him at success. All of us are capable of setting up our dreams as lofty and as high as our imaginations can bring us. When you lack imagination, it's difficult to create a goal. You have to dream and you have to have some imagination to say, here's a big goal, now let's go conquer it. We have all been given great promise that requires very little from you. According to ancient script, all you have to do is ask. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock, and it will be open to you. Give yourself permission to dream big and risk big. What would you go for if you knew success was guaranteed? If you could write the script for your character's role in life, and it could be anything, what role would you write for yourself? What's your secret ambition? What have you always wanted to do, have, be, experience, but have been too afraid to pursue? What is your BHAG, your big, hairy, audacious goal? What is that one thing that even the thought of it makes your palms sweat a little? You are called for greatness. Answer the call. Expect greatness from yourself. Your responsibility is to live out your greatest potential and be the best you possibly can be. Right here, right now. Expect little, and as a result, receive little. As my mentor Jim Rohn has said, don't set your goals too low. If you don't need much, you won't become much. Okay, here's number four. Speak in the positive. Decide what you want to move toward, not away from, and speak in those terms. Examples. I am my ideal weight of 190 pounds by June 1st versus I want to lose 20 pounds. Or I have a positive net worth of a million dollars by August of next year versus I want to get out of debt. Or I have a loving, respectful, and intimate relationship with my wife versus I want to repair my marriage. Does that make sense? Okay, number five, state in the I am. Make statements in the present first person. I am X versus I want X. If you write a goal like I want to be a millionaire, your creative energy will focus on that goal, the wanting of being a millionaire. If you say I am a millionaire by December 31st next year, your creative power will go to work on producing what you've declared to be true. Okay, next guideline. Number six, be sure that they are your goals. Many people set goals that they think they should have rather than what they really want for themselves. Don't let your family, colleagues, or society's ideals or expectations dictate your ambitions. In fact, if your written goals are not from your true heart and inner ambition, your creative spirit will not work to produce them anyway. All it will do is frustrate you and give you the illusion that you are a failure and not capable when in actuality you successfully avoided, didn't achieve, what your inner spirit didn't really want anyway. You don't want that to happen. Number seven, make sure your goals align with your values. Some goals aren't worth going for at all. It is important to be sure that you don't sacrifice your core values to pay for the acquisition of a promise less worthy. Goals must fit your own values, standards, and desires. If they do not meet your needs, you will find it impossible to remain interested or involved with them at all. 
In my interview with CEO and founder of Starbucks, Howard Schultz, he put this key concept this way. And this is a guy who knows a little bit about achieving big goals. Phenomenally, Starbucks has grown from 150 stores to now almost 17,000 run by 142,000 employees. He said, whatever your culture, values, or guiding principles, you have to take steps to incorporate them into the organization early so they can guide every decision, every hire, and every strategic objective you set. Your core values are as important for a large corporation as they are for you, the individual. Get your core values determined, and they will be your guiding principles for every decision, every project, and every goal that you go for. As an additional bonus, you can download the free core values assessment from thecompoundeffect.com forward slash free. And here is number eight. Don't be afraid to fight. One of the best days of your life can be when you find your fight. Without a fight, we all become fat, lazy, and sedentary. We lose purpose, passion, and vigor. Everyone needs a worthy enemy. I mean, think about it. Luke had Darth Vader. Batman had the Joker. David had Goliath. 20-somethings have the man. Rush Limbaugh has the liberals. Apple has Microsoft. These days, Microsoft has Apple. Rocky had Apollo Creed, then Mr. T, then the Russian, then, then, then. Even God has Satan. A good enemy gives you a reason to fight. It pushes you to reach deep and exercise your skills, talents, and abilities to their fullest. Having to fight challenges your character and resolve. It's great motivation. Heck, I love the fight. Fighting is exhilarating, passion-inducing, and a crusade-championing force. I'm fighting enemies right now. I hate apathy, mediocrity, and the mentality of entitlement and victimhood that is propagated in our society. And if you read The Compound Effect, you will feel my fight against the overzealous commercial media continually bamboozling us and taking us for fools to have us believe in the quick fix, secret formula, immediate gratification, overnight success solution if you just buy their gimmick and give them three easy payments of $39.95. So, I challenge you with that thought. What are you willing to fight for? What do you see as an enemy to your industry, your family, your community, or your world? What do you hate? Do you hate injustice? Do you hate cancer, poverty, homelessness, child abduction, hunger, needlessly expensive car insurance, whatever? Hate of something negative can be a powerful force for good. Find your enemy and let that image stir your blood. Have you dig a little deeper, go a little longer, and fight a lot harder. I love the challenge Martin Luther King Jr. gave us when he said, if you haven't found something you're willing to die for, you aren't fit to live. What are you willing to cross a 100-story sky-high plank for? What are you willing to work day and night for? What are you willing to die for so essentially you can really live? Answer that single question and this entire program will have been the most important program you've ever read or listened to. Find your fight. Number nine, abandon limiting beliefs. There's a story about a little dog whose owner kept it on a 20-foot leash for years tied to a tree. He would see other dogs and would run right to the end of the leash. He knew exactly how far he could go. One day, the owner finally felt sorry for the dog, so he let him off the leash. The owner thought the dog would take off running happy and free. When another dog came along, sure enough, his dog got up and took off running. Much to the owner's surprise, when he got to where his leash would have ended, the dog stopped right where he always did. The dog was free, he just didn't realize it. Don't you be constrained by the imaginary, limiting beliefs you might be keeping yourself tethered to. And number 10, fear not. For the last guideline, I ask you to consider this passage from Marianne Williamson's book, A Return to Love. Quote, 
Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, and fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small doesn't serve the world. There's nothing enlightening about shrinking so other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine, as children do. We are born to manifest the glory of God that is within us. It is not just in some of us, it is in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Goal check. Are they smart? Now we have to check in and be sure that the goals we decided on passes due diligence. First of all, are the goals you wrote completely smart? Let's check and adjust accordingly. S, specific. Specific goals means well-defined, something that would be clear to anyone else. Example, here's what's not specific. Become debt-free. Specific would be cut up my credit cards and pay off $27,000 in bills and $33,000 in student loans. Adjust your goals so that they are specific. M, measurable. This is where we quantify our objectives so that we can measure our achievements against them. When you measure your progress, you stay on track, you reach your target dates, and you experience the exhilaration of achievement. That spurs you on to continued effort required to reach your ultimate goal. To determine if your goal is measurable, ask questions such as, how much, how many, how will I know when I accomplished it? Example, here's what's not measurable. Get fit. Here's what is measurable. Lose 25 pounds, have a BMI or body mass index of 20, cholesterol of less than 200, able to run five miles regularly. Adjust your goals so that they are measurable. Here's the A in SMART, attainable. This is the time to pull your head out of the clouds and put your feet back on the ground. The ground may be significantly elevated, but it's solid ground nonetheless. You can't create world peace tomorrow, solve hunger this month, or become a millionaire in a year if that is 20 times your current net worth. Your goal needs to stretch you, yes, push you farther and faster than you ever thought possible, yes. At the same time, you don't want them to debilitate you if they're not really possible, even if you operated at your highest and best for the duration. Don't rely on any extraordinary external luck to have happen in order for you to reach your goal. What could you do and control the outcome to if you played at world-class level? Take a lesson from the famed women's basketball coach, Pat Summit from University of Tennessee. I'll tell you as a side note, she changed the way women's hoops is perceived around the world. She has won an unfathomable 1,037 games against only 196 losses. Point being, she's got some worthy advice on setting and achieving big goals. This is what she said. We always make sure that our plans for the season can be achieved. Setting goals is incredibly important to success. But if you set a goal that seems impossible to achieve, then you risk losing morale, self-discipline, and the chemistry if you falter early. Set a goal that stretches you, requires an exceptional effort, but one that you can reach. So now adjust your goals so that they are attainable. Now let's move on to the R in SMART, relevant. This is one of the most important criteria to scrub against. Are the goals you set in alignment with your core values, who you are and what's really important to you in life? Do they align with your mission and support your vision that you have for your life? You wanna be sure that the direction in which you focus your creative capacity is in the direction of what is truly important to you, your life and the legacy you intend to leave. If not, 
reconsider. So now, adjust your goals so that they are relevant. And lastly, T, time-sensitive. You think, act, and react with the urgency and appropriate energy defined by the task. Just as your muscles prepare one way as you stoop over to pick up the morning paper and react in an entirely different manner when you bend over to pick up a 100-pound barbell, so does your mind. It prepares your body and attitudes for responding appropriately to the deadlines that you set for yourself. Deadlines create a challenge, and you will respond to the challenge. In sports, the tension mounts as the time runs out. The most exciting plays are often in the last few minutes, especially if the game is close, because people respond in dramatic fashion to the challenge of deadlines. So now, adjust your goals so that they are time-sensitive. Specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-sensitive. Are your goals smart? And now next, goal check. Are they balanced? Now look back at your goals and be sure that they represent each area of your life wheel. The grand goal in life is whole life success. Success by your definition in every area of your life. Your goals become the roadmap by which you navigate the direction of your life. Before you begin the journey towards your new goals, take a step back to gain proper perspective on exactly where you're going to be directing your life. Too often we see people focusing exclusively in one area of their life at the sacrifice of other areas. Have you ever seen a guy who has giant arms but skinny legs? Looks a bit ridiculous, right? That's how many people's lives look. Too much focus in one area and not enough in another. We all pity the man who has the big house on the hill filled with expensive cars and trinkets, yet no one to share them with. Be wary of the price you need to pay to achieve the prize you seek. Some prizes might cost too much, and that might be realized only after payment has been made. I like what Big George Foreman said in an interview with Success. He said, in the end, statues and all those things, that doesn't mean anything. Leave something that we're all going to benefit from. That's a knockout punch to consider. Now that you've completed the goal development process, it is important to check in and see if you're directing your life in a balanced manner using the wheel of life. First off, reapply where you are on the wheel of life now. Then, in different ink, chart the current emphasis of your new goals on the wheel in each category. Hey, a guy could be fervently committed to his church, love his wife and kids, but eat too many donuts that shorten his life and he fails in the marketplace so he unnecessarily burdens his family with undue stress and financial hardship. There's also the gym rat or the supermodel who's fanatically committed when it comes to their health, but they have a hard time holding an intelligent conversation and you will always have to pick up the tab when you're out with them. So you don't want any of that imbalance. So now, if necessary, adjust your goals so that they are balanced. The key is to be sure that you are giving appropriate attention and setting worthy goals in all important areas of life. The ambition of one goal might need to be pulled back a bit so that there is room, time, and attention for another goal so that you can create a more balanced wheel. The goal is to live whole and roll easily to the top. True achievement and life fulfillment is when you have success at home, in the marketplace, and with the triad of your being, body, mind, and spirit. Then we arrive at the apex of what this entire exercise was designed to produce, your top three banner goals. Your banner goals. I believe in focus, focusing on the most important and valuable priorities of our life. Sometimes we pursue too much and achieve too little. As the wise adage explains, the man who chases too many rabbits catches none. Prioritize your goals into your top three for the next year. 
Okay, now that we have the design, next we will discuss the most important ingredient in goal achievement. I call it the magic factor. Not because there's any magic involved, but because of the miraculous results that are created when you focus on this one factor. Are you ready for some magic? Okay then, let's proceed. 